police in the morning. Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us today are the stars of the upcoming film In Memory of, Jackie Kelly and Jason Christ by Wicked Pixel Cinema. Jackie, Jason, welcome to our show. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Thank you. Oh, glad to have you on. So what first inspired you guys to get involved in filmmaking? Oh, you want to tackle that first? I could, I could try it. I've always been... Um, an actor. I started out doing live theater when I was around 12 or 13, but my love of film really began when I was a teenager and I was just like a horror fiend. And my dad got me into, you know, Evil Dead 2 and all that good stuff. And it, it, the obsession got a little out of control. And that's kind of all I did growing up was watch horror movies. And just within the past couple of years, I've been, um, Involving myself as, in as many film projects as possible, I actually went to film school with and got a degree in screenwriting. So yeah, it's it's always been a big part of my life. I've been I think I made my first film when I was about five years old. I made it with my brother and my cousin, and it was called The Headless Idiot, which was um, inspired by the Blair Witch Project trailer. So it's always been simmering. <laughs> I think I have a little bit more of a 90s <clears throat> Tarantino kind of backstory. Uh, my parents actually had, uh, when I was in fourth grade, they opened up a video store back when mom and pop video stores were just starting to open up. So I, growing up in a small town, just, you know, this is all pre-internet stuff, so I just got exposed to all these movies. And, of course, I was always attracted to the horror movies because they always had the cooler covers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course, I you know I knew I was watching a bunch of stuff I wasn't really supposed to see, so that just kind of drew me into loving movies. And then, uh, just out of weird coincidence, I heard of other people that were actually making films in my neck of the woods, and that turned out to be Eric, who was uh, making some of his earliest movies. So I just had the good fortune of hooking up with him, and I've been doing it with these guys ever since that's it's been over 20 some odd years for me so. so both of you have worked several different aspects of the filmmaking industry such as acting directing and writing but what would you say is your favorite part of making a film well for me i think probably the the most favorite part is the actual creation of it because there are no there are no limits there are no boundaries yet you can be as creative as you want to be as far as developing a story it's not until the actual production side of it where things start uh, you have to start looking at things in a more realistic way and compromises are usually always on the menu so uh, I mean I, I actually enjoy all three and of course the editing seeing it all come together is that's that's what is for me the most magical part of the whole thing just all these ideas and things you've been working on for so long actually coming together to form a narrative is just uh, a feeling I just can't uh, really describe. I mean, people that have actually made movies will, will obviously understand that, but mm -hmm. it's uh, it's just, uh, I've been addicted to that. <laughs> and, uh, but I don't know, I, I, I kind of lean more towards the, the, the pre-production, the, the writing, the more creative uh, from the outset 
but yeah, I, I like all. I like pretty much every aspect of production because I don't know the. I guess the more you do, because uh, I mean, when you're working on our budget level, we tend to do like you mentioned. We work in various capacities on the film, and the more you do of one thing, kind of helps you on other aspects of filmmaking. So, mm -hmm. uh, being focusing on writing really helps me learn as an actor and right. or as a an editor or a director. It's, I, as I as I do all these movies, it's just I've been noticing that I've been. I guess developing in all the areas is because I've been doing all various types of production duties. So. Yeah, I mean, on like Jason said, on this budget level, we're all wearing multiple hats, um, and you you do figure out a lot about yourself on the set, what you like, what you don't like so much. I I have most of my experience as a writer and as an actor. I, it's hard for me to say what I enjoy more. I, I enjoy them both equally, just for very different reasons. Like I think being on set is it, there's nowhere else on the on the planet that I than I'd rather be than on set. Um, there's just so much energy and uh, camaraderie, and it's just it's especially on a Wicked Pixel set. There's just like this beautiful camaraderie that yeah. really family, sums up yeah family oriented sums up the whole like, experience of making and memory of but the writing side you know that's it was really a wonderful wonderful experience writing with jason and eric stanzi because i i came in like fresh blood you know like i was the new guy you know i was in school i was super nervous i'd been i'd been seeing these guys movies for several years i didn't even realize that they were in St. Louis, which is the town that I was in at the time. Um, I, I became an intern on the set, and quickly they were like, nope, you're going to write with us, and that was really thrilling. But I was, you know, was horrified that my ideas were going to suck, or they were going to, you know, I, I'm the amateur here, so I'm like, Am I, if, I'm, should I be afraid to say something? Like, what if my idea is terrible? But it, it was just such an open accepting environment and there was no judgment and we all worked together so well and I could not believe that uh, we didn't like tear each other's heads off at all we were all like like very civil the whole time it was great you've got three creative people you'd think there's going to be some kind of clashing somewhere and it just didn't happen but I mean that was all that was a really indicative of the entire making of the memory yeah. of it went is probably one of the best uh movie make all well, it is yeah the best movie making experience i've had to date so far so yeah i'm, I'm really excited about it yeah <laughs> same very cool it's like all the different aspects of uh filmmaking is kind of come together so it's like none is more important than the other but it's just um kind of an experience as a whole mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so could you guys tell us a little bit about in in memory of a little like what's the general plot and idea behind the film uh, it's kind of like an, an experimental horror film with a dash of science fiction, I would say. And it's it's about a young woman who, after being diagnosed with a rare brain disorder that affects her memory, she embarks on a cross-country journey to end her madness and restore her memories. Could you tell us a bit about your characters in this film? What are their personalities like? And um, just a few interesting qualities about them. Well, I, I play a character named Amber who's just really kind of down on her luck 
she's got this scumbag boyfriend who treats her like garbage. She's got a crappy job. Uh, things aren't really looking good for her. And she's uh, just kind of this hardened shell of a human when we first get to know her. But as the film progresses, like she's got this like burning inner strength and just so much emotion. And it was it was a really fun and challenging part for me to play. I mean, it was really an intense role. Very, very emotional. And I, I really, it was very tiring, but in the best, most rewarding way possible. Well, <clears throat> I play a character named Simon, and there's not, there's, what's really cool about the part is that there's so many different facets of the character throughout the film, most of which I really can't talk too much about because that would really give away a lot of the story, but uh, a facet of who Simon is, is uh, he's a scientist of sorts uh, who is trying to conduct research to stop this uh, brain disorder that's kind of kind of taking this causing a lot of devastation in, in a, a rapidly accelerated rate to which uh, people are you know just society in general just can't really uh, come to terms with it its effects are uh, happening at such an accelerated rate that it's just the the, I don't know how really to, to verbalize this, is we can't get ahead of this disease that's currently ravaging the country. So I'm, I'm heading a, a secret group that's trying to conduct this experiment to try to get to the bottom of this before it's completely mm -hmm. out of our hands. And that's what really sets everything in motion between my character and Jackie's character, Vampire. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a really interesting uh, plot overall. And yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the things that really, I mean, it's about memories, which is a core thing to our identities. And for me, um, the hook of the movie was that the the brain disorder is actually kind of a, an accelerated, mutated form of Alzheimer's, and that's something that I've had, uh, unfortunately, in my family. And I know that that would be something that would be very relatable. For a lot of people. For a lot of people, mm -hmm. because your identity, I mean, when you think about, I mean, just to get to the basics of it, when you're writing a horror movie, you you know, you really, uh, not only you want to write what you know, but you want to write what scares you. And what scares me the most is losing my identity to something like dementia or Alzheimer's. Just anything you can't control. Yeah, because, I mean, that would just be the losing the fundamental aspects of who you are as a human being. So, um, yeah, that, that really was the kind of the catalyst for getting this project started, really. <laughs> Interesting. It's kind of like a more um, existential kind of horror rather than like a, a um, supernatural kind of thing. Yeah, Absolutely. it's there really, yeah, there's, I mean, there's some supernatural elements that you could see. But in, not in the way that you would expect. No, it, it's totally based in uh, kind of a scientific reality that, is created for the film. It mm -hmm. all is an offshoot of a form of reality. There is no real tried and true supernatural elements right. like in a lot of our movies. So that's another uh, another a exciting aspect of this film is that it's just kind of a, a real departure from anything we've ever done in the past, mm -hmm. which we try to do with every one of our movies. I think if you look at all of our movies, none of them are, um, are I mean, they're all very much 
their own thing, their own entity. Um, even the Savage Harvest movies, uh, even though we had a sequel to Savage Harvest, the, the second film is very much different from the first film. So this was really in keeping with our mantra at Wicked Pixel Cinema is to, whenever we do a film, it's going to be something really uh, completely different than what you've seen before. Very um, cool. And the, the personal aspect of the film is what really uh, hits it home for me. And just it just makes it uh, all the more exciting that the film came together the way it did, the people that came together to make the film. It, it's just, mm -hmm. it, it was just a really humbling, yeah, exhilarating experience. Such an amazing team of people. <laughs> um, which, you know, with, when you're making a low-budget movie, it, it's not, it, it can always be a struggle to make sure you got the people in place to make that happen. But it, it just, it came together in such, in a way that seemed almost too good to be true, too mm -hmm. easy almost. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, everyone that came together on this just really uh, brought their A-game to the table, so. Mm -hmm. And as you said that things, you know, for the most part went, went pretty well in filming this. Did you happen upon any kind of unexpected challenges when filming? Mm, well, um, there was one one thing. I I mean, pretty much. I think it went really smoothly. I mean, we mm -hmm. had a few hiccups towards the beginning of the of the shoot, which you know every. Which I wasn't even there for. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like the one day I wasn't there. Yeah, but, but uh, it's all your fault. <laughs> there was one for me personally. The the most stressful thing was um, we got a. Uh, a really old building downtown, which was a Studebaker showroom. It's like a hundred-year-old building. It was—it's the most decrepit. Yeah, that was rough. It was—it was an awful building. Of course, it's wonderful for making a horror film. Uh -huh. Like, yes, this is great. Oh, I love everything about Run it. Run down and but um, grimy. To, to for us to get permission to shoot there, we had to get uh, insurance so that we could shoot there, and we had to get like a million dollars worth of insurance and the. The process of getting it was causing delays because we had a shooting schedule in place. We had actors coming in from out of town. They're only going to be here from this date to that date. Yeah. And I didn't get that location secured until a couple days before we were scheduled to start shooting in that location. So that that really, stressed. I lost a lot of weight and stressed out <laughs> a lot <laughs> um, doing that. But, you know. And the, the the building, it was like Jason said, it was just beautiful filming location, completely in line with what we had written. And, and worth every... Oh, yeah. It was worth every... Uh, it, was, it was worth the, the effort to get it, yeah. and it was worth the pain that it caused all of us to shoot in it. And yeah, it was a little painful to shoot in it. It was <laughs> really, yeah. really cold, and yeah. I just remember being Probably drenched not. in fake blood for like four days straight, not able to put on a sweatshirt. Well, was, and plus the, Good times. <laughs> the building was kind of like a mausoleum in that it was just, it just refused to shed the cold that had yeah. trapped, was trapped inside the building. So it could be 70 degrees outside and then you walk inside and it's it was like, yeah. it was like shooting the exorcist. We could, <laughs> we could see our breaths, you know, you see your breath. It was, yeah. it was pretty fucking and unreal, but uh, it, 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 it lent itself <laughs> to some pretty kick-ass oh, performances, yeah. especially from Jackie, but everyone oh, that... thank you. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was just, uh, from everyone that was shooting there, uh, just every shot was 
it was worth it and it, it all just miraculously came together and then the rest of the shoot i thought it just it seemed like a vacation almost it yeah. was a breeze yeah. i it because because everybody was all the actors and there's a lot of actors in in this movie that we haven't worked with before and they brought it and everyone was just mm -hmm. so genuinely excited to be there and to be making the movie and oh my god man you can't it's just like because uh, I was one of the producers of the film, and you can't ask for anything more than that. Because everyone, you know, no, no one's really getting paid anything to do this. This is truly a labor of love, and to mm -hmm. have everyone in it to win it, shit, <laughs> it's, yeah. that's just a dream come true, yeah. man. Really. But it, speaking of the whole vacation aspect, one of the really it wasn't a vacation. We were working very hard. Oh, but it just <laughs> I just yeah. referred to it no. because it was a lot easier, right? Than but, like a lot of our previous um, movies. What, what one of the more interesting things about the shoot is that we actually it, it is a road trip film and we actually uh, myself and Jason yeah. and Eric actually took a cross country road trip. We hit Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and um, Utah, and we just you know shot along the way. And it it that was probably I think it was like a twelve day shoot it might have been the best 12 days of my entire life actually it was just so much fun we saw so much cool stuff we got so much good footage and it just added a whole new level to the movie than mm -hmm. we ever could have even when we with all of our planning yeah like some uh, of these places we shot at were just like so awe-inspiring and beautiful oh, yeah. and just to be doing what we love to do in that atmosphere was just like and it's just this gift and the world yeah and that gift really helped us create a world that i think is gonna knock people's socks off mm -hmm. so sounds awesome and you guys get a plenty of stories to tell even like just with making the film and all the stuff you guys got to see oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are there any actors or actresses who you would say inspired your style of acting well i i wouldn't say the characters much amber's not like her but i one of my favorite performances of all time is um I'm not just saying this because we have the same haircut, but Mia Farrow and Rosemary's Baby, and mm. uh, the way she uses her eyes, she's very good at using her eyes to convey an emotion, and I'm that's that's how I like to perform. If I could cut out some dialogue that I don't think is necessary and just sell it with my eyes, that's the way I prefer to do it, and I have always been very inspired by the way she uses her her face rather than her voice so much. So I, I'd say that she she was definitely an influence for me in, in terms of playing this part and uh, being kind of crazy and emotional and kind of a mess, you know? What about you? Um, I don't really think that I've, there's been an actor or a performance that really informed me how to do that. You know, I never really, I mean, I, I like just watching good performances, but I never, once thought, oh, I'm going to try to do something like that. I always kind of internalize and go off of instinct for uh, for this movie in particular. There was kind of a, uh, this is a kind of an interesting story, I think. I, for the, for the first time in my making movies, we actually had the luxury of instant video playback because we were shooting on HD for the first time. So that, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the actors, pretty much, I, mean, I guess most of, if not all the other actors would, uh, 
if given the opportunity, look like let's play, let's do a playback. Oh, we can yeah. look at the performance I was and of that, but. see, you know, if you'd make any changes or whatnot. But for some reason, I I did not. I've not really seen a frame of footage uh, from this movie. I wanted to, I wanted to intentionally keep myself cut off from seeing what I look like, seeing, you know, how, I mean, I just kind of going off my gut instinct and how I'm thinking the character should be. And I guess we will see when uh, mm-hmm. the movie is finally all cut together, whether or not that was a good choice, but it just felt uh, right for, I guess, just for me. And I don't know if it's just particularly for this movie, but uh, I mean, I've never had that option before and I, I didn't want to, change things up for this movie i just i guess i'm not ready for that yet so i i just kind of keep myself closed off in this world of this character and go with it on what my instincts are and of course that's always informed with the people i'm acting against and for this movie it's primarily with jackie i have a couple of the characters i interact with but for the most part i act against jackie for pretty much mm-hmm. my entire performance now, if you each of you could pick one actor or actress from from history, you know, dead, alive, whatever, to perform with, you think someone that you would com- that would compliment you or would just be really fun to work with, who would that be? Jason Chris. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> um, Jackie Kelly is my answer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really think about that kind of stuff, to be totally honest. I've always, I, I work as a, an actor, but I, honestly, I'm way more inspired by writers and filmmakers than I am by other performers. I guess that makes me weird in a way because I don't have like this list of all these megastars I want to work with or that I aspire to be like, but I've always been more interested in um, ideas rather than... Uh, performances if that makes any sense i don't know i i'm way more inspired by uh filmmakers and writers than i am actors yeah i think that's actually now that you mentioned it i i tend to idolize directors yeah. I, I really like other filmmakers and what they do more than me studying other actors because mm-hmm. i mean david cronenberg is one of my favorites oh, yeah. and he definitely was a big influence on this film mm-hmm. that's yeah. <laughs> Almost too much. We had, we had to. <laughs> we had to tone it down. We had to tone it down because I was like geeking out on Cronenberg references. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, gotta knock that shit off. But yeah, I think yeah. Now, now that Jackie mentions it, I think for me, I, I tend to study filmmakers more than I do other actors doing their craft. I, mean, I guess that's a weird way of doing it. But. Well, yeah, because honestly, I uh, when I was I've been acting for a very long time for most of my life. But I, um, growing up when I was watching horror films, I never really watched them with the aspirations of being a performer in them. I mean, I love performing in, in movies. It, it's easily one of my favorite things to do. But I mean, I I was always more interested in being a filmmaker, and to me, that means. I will act in this film, but I will also produce, and I will just wear as many hats as I need to, to you know, be useful on yeah. a set in or in pre-production or post, you know. But I, I've always just more set out to be a filmmaker than than an actor, and it, it just kind of happened that I've been acting quite a bit lately. Yeah, I mean that's been kind of my route too. I mean, I I went to school for filmmaking. I actually 
directed one of the Wicked Pixel movies myself. I have always had an interest in actually filmmaking and directing and stuff like that. But I, I guess I uh, just kind of. I also greatly enjoy acting, and it's lately it's just gotten to a point where I that's been my primary focus right now. So. But you don't <laughs> identify solely as an actor. No. Yeah. No, I don't know if Same. I I don't know if I deserve that. <laughs> the jury's still out on that one. I don't know. <laughs> Makes sense. It's kind of like when you watch, especially horror films, you really you're seeing inside the mind of the writer and the director. So that's probably like one of the most interesting things about it: the fact that somebody thought about it and then somebody else or even the same person managed to make that image into reality so yeah i can definitely see that being the most um interesting well, see, part. because of the various aspects of filmmaking that i you know i focus on i might as an actor i keep that in mind i'm very conscientious of what you know what the of acting within the frame and what the editor is going to be you know doing so i try to keep my performance consistent for editing purposes you mm-hmm. know i i just uh yeah, uh, <laughs> makes sense. Um, it, uh, yeah. What qualities would you say make make a film great? And could you give us some examples of films that you would consider great? Mm. Well, I like. I, I I mean I I've always wanted to watch horror movies more than any other kinds of movies. But my definition of horror is it's kind of a, a loose way of putting it. I. I, I've always been drawn to uh, dark, very dark movies um, since I was much, much younger. And I mean, it, some of my favorite movies would be like, I'm a huge Harmony Korine fan who is not a horror filmmaker, but his films are horrifying. They're unsettling. I like films that make me feel uncomfortable very much. But I'm also, like, one of my other favorite films is Necromantic. I think that's a near perfect movie. And it's just like, art house horror like at its finest like it doesn't get much better than that but you could also sit me down in front of like reanimator and i'll just have so much fun and it's like that's like the best shit ever you know so it's like i have a very wide variety of influences but they all typically fall within the realm of horror i guess you could say yeah well i mean i I, obviously I've, i've always been drawn to horror films and hasn't been until later in life that I really started opening myself up to other types of films. And like in the 90s, I, I really got on a Hal Hartley kick, which is, he's like this uh, cool American indie filmmaker who was doing some really cool, quirky, comedic type of, uh, that had kind of a European sensibility to him. Uh, and yeah, I just kind of, I'm kind of all over the map myself. I. I like weird, quirky Japanese flicks. I like in your face, uh, like those, uh, some of the, the new French wave of oh, intense yeah. horror films, oh, like yeah. Martyrs, I think is the French Inside, version, not yeah. the fucking American remake. <laughs> um, I didn't see that. I, I, like, I like movies that push my boundaries in some way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I find that in horror, uh, but I, I find that in, Various other films like uh, Irreversible. I thought that was a pretty brilliant, pretty uh, intense film. That you know, I mean, it, it, that movie and, messed me up first time I watched it. And then just the definition of horror for me is kind of all over the map because a lot of people 
look at horror in a very traditional way, it's got to have some kind of actual monster in it, like mm -hmm. a supernatural creature, when I think that a movie like The Sixth Sense or The Seven would also be, uh, could be classified as horror just because of the, the, the subject matter. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I always cringe when people ask me, "What's your favorite favorite horror movies?" And it's like, oh god, I just I just like too many different yeah. kinds of films for me to. Yeah. I mean, I can prattle off, you know, some titles that. But you might not. They might not see any correlation between any of the films yeah. you're rattling off. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's really hard. Actually, it's genuinely hard for me to answer that question. I just I just love all kinds of movies. And yeah. I, I I like that because. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it always comes back to horror. So I use all those outside influences to horror filmmaking. I want to, because I love the genre a lot, and I think that it doesn't always get the respect that it deserves. So oh, absolutely not. And I think people have a very, very one-dimensional view of what horror is. Especially on our budget level. Yeah, oh yeah. Which is why I really am happy to be working with a, a group of people like Wicked Pixel Cinema because regardless of how little or how much money we have, we're just going to be doing something creative different. and different yeah. with the horror genre and not uh, deliver not on... Cutter. Well, just deliver on it on low budget or any kind of genre expectation. You know, mm -hmm. we... I, I, I like for each movie that we do to be it's a unique experience that you can honestly say that doesn't really remind me of anything else, you know. And that's that's what makes gives me a lot of pride with the movies that we make. That's one of the great things about horror is since you are trying to scare the audience, you have to really understand like how people work, and that's why I've always thought it was such a diverse um, genre because. So everybody's different, but you can kind of right. find certain similarities to how the mind works and how people think and feel, and you have to really just be in tune in that. So it's I've I've always been fascinated with horror just because it really is a study of the human mind in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Well, it deals with a lot of basic primal components of who we are as human beings. You know, you're afraid of the dark, you're afraid of your own mortality, you're afraid of the unknown, and I mean people like Wes Craven, who have always been on record saying that horror is a really great, safe way for us to explore those dark reaches of, uh, of our collective existence. It is existence. the safest way, I think. Yeah, and, that, and you know, it's like, and I don't know, I guess maybe in a way you're kind of flirting with danger because you're, you're opening up that Pandora's box and you're, you're asking a lot of questions and thinking about things that aren't pleasant. But it's healthy, I think. I, I think I, it is healthy. For me, I think it's healthy. I've been writing for... Since I was a kid, and it, it it was just a way for me to exercise my demons, yeah. you know. And that I know that sounds like kind of like cliche and like because I'm a very dark brooding artist, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm more I'm, I'm a very I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter. Right. So I don't uh, this yeah exploring horror really has uh, helped me just entertain my not only entertain my dark imagination but face down a lot of. Uh, some pretty substantial stuff that I guess if I didn't have an outlet would be pretty detrimental to me, mm -hmm. you know, consuming. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think, yeah, I mean, every, there's a place at the table for everyone. Mm -hmm. Horror is so, you know, it's like comedy. What makes people laugh and what scares people are going to be so wide and varied. Mm -hmm. 
so it, it's nice to be working in a genre where you can just have a lot of different voices and a lot of different perspectives and telling stories. And with Wicked Pixels, it's a really cool group of people because you watch, I mean, I'd been watching their movies long before I met them and, you know, it's some dark, depraved shit. And then you meet them and they're all, it's just like a bunch of sweethearts and like we all just love each other and it's great. Like it, it, there, I think there definitely is a stigma when it comes to people who make horror films that, you know, they might be horrifying people, but that couldn't be further from the truth. I've had lots of people that like were convinced that I, you know, <laughs> Eric was like some evil corrupter. <laughs> yeah, right. Anything bad that happened in my life is because of my association yeah. with those horror weirdos. But you know, it's you know, weird as family. I'm, yeah. I'm uh, I'm with the people I need to be with. <laughs> now, on on the other side of uh, the films and everything, are there any films that you would say is a guilty pleasure for you? Guilty pleasure movies? Oh, I've probably got a lot of them. Um, I mean, it's probably not guilty pleasure, but I, I mean... Well, trauma movies are definitely a guilty pleasure. Oh, I don't think that's even a guilty pleasure. <laughs> uh, some of them are kind of guilty pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, you know, every once in a while there's a, a movie that's uh, like either some big budget thing that flops that I, I remember really enjoying... Uh, mm-hmm. Speed Racer, the live-action Speed Racer. I just thought that was like, this is a fun movie. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because I was high at the time, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love Mars Attacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mars Attacks is a great one, too. I know it's so terrible and just everything is wrong about it. Yeah. But it just, it's, it's so, so much fun. fun. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I'm having a hard time like coming up with any, honestly. I know I have a bunch, but... I don't know. I, I always like... I always had a, a pleasure of finding good things in movies that a lot of people would not even bother seeing. Um, I'm trying to think of an example, like uh, like I could actually like oh I actually see some good performances and or fun performances in Class of Newcomb High, where most people would write it off as mm-hmm. just some you know low budget schlocky, schlocky yeah. whatever. What's it, as, as far as like big budget flops and stuff, I went and saw on on opening day. I haven't seen how it's got done so far, but I can't imagine it did well. Was the uh, Resident Evil the final chapter? <laughs> yeah, I went and saw it yeah, opening day. I, I, and there I, were, there I admit six, I've seen all of them. There were six <laughs> people in the theater, including myself. I was yeah. like, oh, I've seen I've seen every one of them in theaters, and I mean, some of them were good, some of them like genuinely were were good, and some of them were abysmal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everybody's happy that's all over and done with now. So, <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody trying to create their own independent film? Uh, the only advice that I have is just to go out there and make it. Just go out there and do it. Uh, don't yeah, just don't be scared that it's not going to be good. Well, you know? I mean, the the technology is that is such that it's it's more readily accessible for people to get. Mm-hmm. pretty you know high quality gear at a lower cost and just to get out and actually shoot some you know shoot some movies because that's the only way you're ever going to learn is by getting out there screwing up making mistakes learning looking at those mistakes and learning from them that's how you learn because I went to film school and to be honest I it was nice to get the basics of the process of filmmaking it's it's always good to know the quote-unquote rules before you break them. 
but I, I really felt that my experience with Wikipixels oh, informed me. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we, uh, it got like eerily silent for a moment oh. there. I don't know. Because <laughs> you, you, you uh, said your, your experience with Wicked Pixels and then it just cut out. Oh, no. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I was just basically saying that, uh, I mean, it, you just need to just go out there and make movies. Yeah. Uh, don't be concerned about whether or not they're going to be good because your yeah. first movies are probably not going to be good. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's the only way you're going to learn filmmaking is by getting out there and figuring out that process. Yeah, I mean, it, for me, it was... It, it was an absolute blessing to be welcomed onto the team because I, like I, I think I mentioned, I was in school at the time, in film school, and in the several months of pre-production where I just spent time sitting and talking with people like Jason and Eric, I learned more about filmmaking in the few months of pre-production than I did in four years of film school, which is a very sad comment on the education I received, I guess, but I mean, it, it it was like it, it took a little bit of a leap of faith just because, you know, there is this, oh, here's all these really experienced people and I'm just, you know, I'm just a kid. What if I, you know, they're not going to want to work with me. But, you know, they, they really took a chance on me and it, it was like the best thing that's ever happened to me. I, I feel like that's that's a lot of um, a lot of professions like you really, you know, they tell you you learn a lot in school. And then it's not until you actually get into the field that you really yeah. do like learn stuff. I mean, I do the work. Yeah, I'm an educator, and I mean everything I learned in college really does not prepare one for being in the classroom with, you know, twenty screaming children all day. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. There's only so much you can get out of reading a book, but like actually being there with the equipment or just like on the front lines is a much different experience. I mean, like, like what I was saying earlier with the, the readily available technology, I mean, I just recently saw the movie Tangerine, which was shot with an iPhone. <laughs> and I was, I, was I was kind of blown away by this, just, the, just the perseverance just to go out there. We're going to use the, you know, the equipment that we have on us to go make something. Because, you know, the, then, you know, for us, it, the history of Wikipixel has never been about the, are we shooting on the best uh, format or equipment possible? Because, you know, when you're working with very little, you, you have to work with what you got. And it became more about focusing on making sure you tell the best story possible because the, you know, the, the, the technology doesn't dictate the quality of the film, in my opinion, because mm -hmm. I can enjoy a movie shot on a $300 budget as much as I can on a $100 million budget. Budget does not dictate quality. That's, that's, that's no. kind of my, my, my mantra, personal mantra, which fits perfectly into Wikipixel. But it's just, I found it just so exciting to watch this film with, that was, it was very un, unconventional. It's like shooting with an iPhone, what the fuck? But, you know, they, they did it, and it, it became a huge festival sensation. Yeah, they and didn't it, wait for permission. Yeah, and that's the thing. Don't wait for permission. You have, you have all the capabilities of getting out there and just making it if you have a story that you want to tell. That's the thing. Do you have it, you know, it, it, it becomes a lot easier if you actually have a drive to tell a story as opposed to, I don't know, trying to get laid or trying to uh, make money off of making movies because it's like, 
tell you, there's a lot of other ways to make money uh, more efficiently than making yeah. movies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, just you got the drive. There's really now's the time. Uh, God, I, I just wish I was uh, Jackie's age at this. You know, uh, to seeing all this available technology and just being able to apply. You know, everything I've learned over the years to you know this new technology. Like, wow, this is so exciting. I'm Anyone really, can be a filmmaker. Yeah, well. They can try. Not, not that everyone should. <laughs> yeah. Anyone can. But, but it's exciting that you know, yeah. everyone can at least give it a shot. You yeah. Know? It, it, it's not like you have to raise a you know several hundred thousand dollars to mm-hmm. shoot you know Evil Dead or you know trying mm-hmm. to work with complicated process that is actually shooting on motion picture film. You know who cares if you're shooting on video? Just that that stigma needs to. Well, it pretty much has gone away. I think because of HD being um, just as progress, you know, just progressing in quality exponentially all the time. It's stunning what it can do. So it's um, yeah, just get out there and give it a shot, and just try to learn from the mistakes that you know you will most likely make on the first time out. Mm-hmm. Now there's a uh, there's a debate that wages here. It will wage probably forever. Um, and mm-hmm. we like to get everyone's opinion on it, uh, just to try and you know get more for our sides. And um, I just would like to know what what is your opinion on hairless cats? Hairless cats are awesome. I think they're better than cats with hair. I probably would have better luck with them because I'm allergic to cats. So you could. I have a friend that has a hairless cat because her boyfriend's allergic to them, and okay. they're adorable. Oh well, then we get along things. Yeah, See, I think. Yeah, I think <laughs> they're just like the they're most really adorable expensive, things. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Corey agrees with you guys. He thinks that they're that they're real adorable. I don't dislike them, but whenever I see them, I think that we Austin as <laughs> a little bit. But like I, I think of a Jurassic Park where you know they're like, should we have done this? Have we has science gone too far? Should man have <laughs> should man have done this? We didn't stop I think to of, uh, think of what was that line? The we didn't stop to think. We, we instead of thinking if we, we if we could, we should have been thinking if we should or something like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> Paul sees him and goes, "Oh, somebody shouldn't have fed their kitten after midnight." Exactly. And I'm like, please give me this gremlin so I can cuddle it. Like, <laughs> like no, we we've missed with the animals too much they're gonna get mad and they're gonna rebel and i'm gonna i'm warning everybody it's gonna happen we we have it coming to us so when is in goddamn computer when is in memory of set to come out and how will we be able to view it well it it, as we speak it's it's in the i think final stages final the home stretch of editing it's still got Eric's editing it right yeah, now. Yeah, Eric's editing it right the now room, as we... The room next door. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to... There'll be some kinds of screenings at some festivals hopefully mm-hmm. later this year uh, before it does come out on Blu-ray. But you, everyone can go ahead and go to our web store at the Wicked Pixel Cinema homepage, wickedpixel.com, and pre-order that bad boy. So they'll uh, be the first in line to get it when it does come out. Very cool. But I'm hoping, yeah, to get some... I would really like for us to get some uh, good festival play. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what we're, we're kind of researching right now. But um, I, I definitely want to have some screenings in St. Louis because I want to see this bad boy up on the big screen. So mm-hmm. we'll make that happen. And, of course, we'll any local screenings we have, we'd be putting that uh, information out on Facebook and 
whatnot on our, our page. But uh, that's the plan as far as I know it right now. Sounds awesome. And where can we follow you guys to learn more about In Memory of Wicked Pixels um, Cinema and just any projects that you guys will be working on in the future? Well, i say Wicked Pixel Cinema has a page on Facebook, so you can find us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, our website, again, is wickedpixel.com. Uh, yeah, we all have Twitter accounts. Um, I'm more of a Facebook person. Oh, I, I still don't really understand the Twitter uh, much. It's yeah. kind of over my head, I think. I don't think anybody really understands Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I have it, but I don't use it yeah. as much as some people do. Yeah. But I, I mostly reside on Facebook. There you have it, B-Movie fans, in memory of a film by Wicked Pixel Cinemas starring Jackie Kelly and Jason Christ. Jackie, Jason, thanks for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back for more. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different B-movie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website, bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another B-movie interview. We are the B-movie bros saying... Be brave, be alive, and be back next time. Get over there.